Well, welcome to A Coach's Perspective. This show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience with nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs and mobile and online banking services. You're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com. Other sponsors that we're grateful for throughout this show, we're going to be mentioning them. Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. So we have a great show. I'm very excited about the rowdy crew that I have assembled for this show tonight. Um, but before we get to them, I want to recap last week. Last week, we had the executive director of the Missouri State High School Activities Association. Dr. Jen Rugstad was with us. We also had Doug Fessler, the assistant executive director, who's in charge of basketball. And of course, we talked about the class one, two, and three show me showdowns that were coming up. And then of course, uh, class four, five, and six are this weekend. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, I want to remind you that you can listen to the National High School Basketball Coaches Association. The Mental Coaching Podcast is now out and it is on the website acoachesperspective.com. You can catch all of those shows um, archived on there as well. You can also find this show on iTunes, Spotify, Verbal, and Helium Satellite Radio after it airs live. So let's get straight to my special team that I have assembled. I have the starters of the Ozone Sports Team. <laughs> Cue the music. Cue the music. I'm very excited to have with us um, Mark Spon Lane is here and he is the sports director at KY3. Welcome. Yeah, no, this is awesome. Thanks for having us, Jenny. Really look forward to it. And I have Jacob Sirsosimo. Yes, awesome to be here. It's fun How'd to I be do? here. How'd it I was do? perfect. Okay. Sirsosimo is right. Is... Not a lot of people get it right. Yeah. So Woohoo. All right. Kudos. And then I have Chris Ninehouse here. Nailed it. Yes. Yeah, I'm so mm -hmm. glad that you're here and you're able to join us as well. And then yeah, hopefully he will behave. Chris Parker is always here. Oh, thanks for having me. Much easier name than those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, I'm excited to have all four of you here. You know, I want our listeners to get to know you a little bit. Um, I have always been fascinated with what the Ozone Sports coverage um, touches. I mean, it's everywhere. It's all over the place. It's college. It's high school. You have human interest stories. You have scores. You've got all kinds of things. I mean, you're busy. You are busy. And I wanted, have always wanted to do a show um, looking at your team and how that is organized because it has to be um, challenging. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how you all are so successful at that. So first of all, um, I'll start with you, Mark. Tell me a little bit about how you got into broadcasting. Um, I just want my listeners to kind of get to know you just a little bit on what your background is. Uh, I got into broadcasting, I guess, because it's the only thing I ever really wanted to do. Uh, actually, it's funny. My parents found a note a couple weeks ago that I, I must have written it when I was in like the first grade. And it says something about being a sports broadcaster in it. So I don't remember writing that, of course, oh, in wow. so long ago. But <laughs> apparently going back that far, that's what I was thinking about doing. So just kind of set out to do it. Went to college, you know, got a degree in, in journalism, got involved with the student TV station, and then started applying for jobs all across the country. Started with one in Wisconsin and then took the second job here. So um, I'm sure, you know, Jacob and Chris will probably tell you that's kind of how it goes. You, you just go where the job is. So right. that's kind of my, been my path. Well, and I think, that, did you play sports in high school? I did, yeah. I played baseball growing up, but then I actually transitioned to running track uh, nice. later in my high school life, which was a tough decision because I loved playing baseball. But um, we had a really good baseball program at my high school, and I was always really small growing up. So there wasn't a real big path for me to be able to play a whole lot mm -hmm. and the stopwatch doesn't lie right so yes. I thought 
if I go do this, they have to let me run because if I can run X amount of time, you know, then they're going to let me do it. And that's exactly what happened and turned out to be a great decision for me. What events did you do? I ran the one and the two, a little bit of the 400 as well. I was like the first alternate on our 4 by 14 but I was our, our top one guy and our number two two Dang, guy. that's pretty it's good. Yeah, you guys ever quick. raced him? <laughs> no, you ever raced him? No. no. Jacob's younger than me, so he'll probably pass me now. <laughs> wow. Well, I think maybe we should, maybe we'll end the show with a little short sprint, see how he does. <laughs> I'm, I'm, he's wearing dress pants, so I'm I might be think you could take Yeah, him. he's got a suit on, so I might be in better shape for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. All right, well, Jacob, tell us a little bit about where you're from and how, and your path to being a sports broadcaster. Yeah, I'm from Mitchell, South Dakota, um, which is on the east side of South Dakota. I People from the Ozarks, I always tell them it's kind of like Lebanon compared to Springfield, right? Okay. Like Sioux Falls is the bigger city right. in South Dakota. I grew up about an hour away, a town pretty much the size of Lebanon. Had a high school much similar to Lebanon. We had the same colors as Lebanon, like very similar to Lebanon. Yeah. Um, grew up there and played a bunch of sports growing up. I mean, it was kind of the thing to do there, and so... I did that. My sister's about seven years older than me, and she went to college, and she was really into writing, and so she is a sports journalist. So she came home from college one day. I was probably a seventh grader, and she was like, Jacob, I think you'd like you know, the whole sports mm -hmm. journalism thing that I'm doing, except I think you should talk and not write. And I thought, <laughs> all right, like, well, I'm, I'm 12. And he's like, still talking. Right, right. Yeah, 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 I'm still and talking. You, you haven't stopped. I haven't stopped. And I was like, you know, Brooke, I'm, I'm 12. Like, okay, like, I'll think about my future later, but right now I just want to go play with my friends. Right. Um, senior year of high school came, and I was like, maybe she was onto something. Like, that should be a good idea. So I went to St. Cloud State um, in central Minnesota, and I played tennis there, actually. I was on their tennis team. And then they had a really good mass comm broadcast journalism program. So stuck there, stuck it out through there. And then first job was in, I went back home to Sioux Falls, South Dakota, where I actually did news, did a lot of news, nice. um, mixture of sports in there a little bit, and then was lucky enough to get the job down here. But that's boring, in, right? It was a lot of politics. It was a <laughs> yeah. lot of politics and a lot of a lot of sometimes sad news. Well, who you, you talk know? to? Sports has some politics. Yeah, it yeah. depends on who you True. ask. But it really does. Yeah, sports. So, there's a lot more action yeah, though. That, that, it got me a really good foot in the door of what a newsroom is like, mm -hmm. and it kind of taught me how to really be a journalist when it comes to like being like knowing your facts. Like right. you have to know your facts. You can't you know you can't stretch things stuff like that. Um, so. That was a really good intro for me. And then coming down here and doing sports was awesome. I mean, sports yeah. in the Ozarks is great. It is. It's intense area mm -hmm. for sports. It yeah. is. It is. Okay. Well, you said um, you, you learned what a newsroom was like. So for the listeners that have never set foot in a newsroom, mm -hmm. how would you describe it? Uh, well, you can learn a lot about in college, but you have a daily deadline. Like, it's yeah. like going to school every day, and they're like, hey, you know these projects we told you about in the beginning of the day? Yeah. They're all due at 5, 6, and 10 tonight. So, yeah. um, you know, we just told you about them. And it's not you, like you lose points. Yeah, yeah. No, you just... If they're late. <laughs> if it's late. You just lose brownie points. Right. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> might also lose your job if you do it too many right. times in a row. So, um, it's, it's fast-paced. you got to know how to communicate really fast. you got to know how to communicate um, very precisely to the point, mm -hmm. right? There, there's no fluff there. It's, this is what I have. This yeah. is what I can do. This is the amount of time I have. You got to know how to work on your, like you got to know how much you can do in a certain amount of time to make your deadline. Right. And so um, it's literally a project every single day. Yeah. And so um, for some people that can be taxing if you do it five days a week for forever. Um, I find it very motivating mm -hmm. and uh, I, I find it fun. So, yeah. I mean, that's why I yes. still do it. It can but be a rush. It, it can be a rush at times. Yeah. It can be very stressful, stressful at times, uh, when your internet's not working on a side road and 
in a random in right. a random place in Southwest right. Missouri. It can be very frustrating, but uh, you figure out how to deal with it and problem solving skills come into handy there. So yeah. it, it's interesting, but you learn that stuff real quick. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, it sounds like it's a it's an exciting place to be for sure. Absolutely. You got to have the and, and no two days are alike. That's for never, sure. Never. You will never have a cookie cutter day. Never, never. I've never yeah. had two days alike. Right. That is best. All right, Chris, tell us about your path. Okay, so um, I'm from upstate New York, a town called Plattsburgh, New York. It's about an hour south of Montreal, Canada. So um, when I, I lived on a farm until I was in third grade and I moved to a town that we could get cable and that was like a big deal. And so that would have been like 1993, okay? So that's when SportsCenter was like, that was Stuart Scott, Dan Patrick, Rich Eisen. And like, I just remember, I was so excited to get a cable box because you watch Nickelodeon. Like that yeah. was like the thing I really wanted. But then I started like I Nick I, at night, is that what exactly. you were watching? Yeah. Well, if they let me up stay up that late, my parents. But um so I just remember like I would just eat breakfast and I was just like entranced by this thing. I'd never seen sports, like I don't know, it just never happened before that. And so then I instantly became that kid in third grade who knew nothing about sports but was always trying to talk to his like new friends I just moved to this school district with about it and I just annoyed everybody like <laughs> I would just be like I would bring up I would just you know like that person who just tries to sound like they know a topic and they just don't that was totally me <laughs> and I did I was just faking it so I made it and then eventually I learned a little bit more about it and I knew right then that's what I wanted to do kind of like the rest of my life I I did, so I've actually worked at six TV stations. I've actually done news in three of them and sports in three of them. So, so, so you know a little bit now. Yeah, I like, hope yeah. so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hope I have a little bit now. Yeah, yeah so. Oh, that's fantastic. Very good, very good. All right, Chris Parker, how did you get from Wichita, Kansas, or outside of Wichita here? Uh, well, I always knew I wanted to do sports growing up, and these three guys all wanted to be in front of the camera. It was never for me, and it's not something I ever desired to do. Um, writing was always my strength, and in college, I picked up photography as well. Um, and so in, in college, there was this website called catchatkansas.com that I helped launch um, 16 years ago now. So I've been doing this 16 years. Um, I worked there through college and a couple years full-time, and then Brian McDonough, the GM, who worked at the station in Wichita, brought me out here, and uh, I, helped, I helped launch and run Ozone, and that's kind of... What I've been doing for the last decade here and just something I've always known I've wanted to do. I declared a journalism PR major day one of college and here I am 15 years later. Still doing it mm -hmm. and doing a good job at it as a well. great job. Yes. Mm -hmm. There you go. Great job. So you have fans. <laughs> you have he fans. He has three big fans. Three right? big oh, fans. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> he will yeah. write everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he will. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. Okay. Well, I think everybody has got a good snapshot, but we're going to continue to dive in and get to know my guests. We're going to take our first break and we will be right back with Mark Spillane, Jacob Sirsasimo. Yep. Bam. Nailed it. Chris <laughs> Ninehouse. Yep. and Chris Parker and we'll be right back here on a coach's perspective. Thanks again to Great Southern Bank for being our presenting sponsor. Welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins, and this segment is sponsored by Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy is owned by dairy farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact. Scientific studies and professional dietitians that the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. 
and Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate. So they're a proud sponsor of a coach's perspective. And you know, Mark, you're the sports director. Do you feed your team or do you give them chocolate milk after a big broadcast? These guys are on their own for food. <laughs> I hardly have time to feed myself on a nightly basis. So I really appreciate you bringing us food here for this. Oh, this is well, awesome. Yes. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want you to be hungry. You know, no it, excuses. It happens. Yeah. You get hungry a lot. Right. Yeah, all the time. No time to eat. Mm. Well, I have the Ozone Sports team here and I'm very excited to have Mark and Jacob and Chris and Chris here. And I'm going to start this um, segment with Chris Parker because um, what what you all do is pretty amazing, and you were in the grassroots of the ozone sports um, coverage. I'm, I'm saying, you know, that that you cover so many different areas, but you also have so many different ways. It's not just trying to squeeze 20 minutes into a three-minute broadcast anymore. You're able to give the coverage of um, scores and human interest stories and a lot of different angles. So, what was the philosophy when you launched the ozone um, when it first started? The philosophy was, is, and always has been a celebration of sports. We look to tell the good stories, the fun stories. That's, That's a t-shirt. That's uh, a t-shirt. <laughs> I like that. That's yeah. That, that, yeah. Is, that was our, the marching orders from Brian is we celebrate sports. And like the big, an example is it's not about this team blew the game, this team won the game. That kind mm -hmm. of thing. You focus on the good things. If a kid misses the field goal to lose in the game, the game winning field goal, you don't talk about him. You talk about what the other team did to win the game. And that, that's always been our marching orders and our philosophy. And um, from there, it just, you know, it's just grown and evolved. And I think we've worked through, I think 25-ish different people have worked in this office over the last wow. 10 years uh, between all the on-air and the web people and freelancers. So it's always interesting to see how each iteration of a new person, what they bring to the table and everything that they uh, are able to do and what their strengths are. And, um, so, but ultimately it comes back to a celebration of sports. That's what we do. And then, and you have your starting lineup here, right? You four of the starting lineups and you, but you mentioned freelancers, you know, so you got to have some role players to make a team good. How do you pick the freelancers to, to write and take the pictures? Uh, most of these people contact us and they are, they are the backbone of what OzarkSportsZone.com is. Right. I, we're only four people. Mm -hmm. Um, but on any one, any one night there could be. 10 games that we'd like to be at. We obviously can't be split into three different places. So the freelancers are just, they're regular people with regular jobs who love sports and love promoting the athletes. Um, and they really truly are what makes OzarkSportsZone.com go. That's awesome. So if you're interested in being a freelance, um, Chris's number is, um, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm just kidding. Well, if you want to write, <laughs> we like write, we are always looking for writers. I go. know that Chris gets a lot of people that want to take pictures because taking pictures is a lot of fun. Right. And not that writing isn't a lot of fun, but it's different and mm -hmm. it's probably more challenging for most people. So usually the requests to join the Ozone right. team are, I can take these pictures for you. We don't get a right. lot of people that say, I want to go to this game and track the stats and then interview the coaches and players afterwards right. and then write a piece for you. But that can be a really great way to get involved if someone's interested with us. That's wonderful. Okay, and, and how would they reach out to just any of you? Yeah, I mean, they could reach out to any of us. You can Very find good. our emails online on the website. Um, awesome. You can go to our Facebook page, message us there. You can get us on Twitter. You can get us on Instagram. It's pretty hard it to It is 2023. I guess yeah. it is pretty yeah, easy to get a hold everywhere. of people. It would yeah. be hard to not get a hold of one of the four of us. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I think we should have a, a billboard. Where's the billboard? Where's the Ozone Team billboard? <laughs> yeah, that'd be you cool. Know? Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. So Mark, let me ask you this. I mean, it is kind of a, a massive puzzle. You know, on any given night, you're driving in all, all four directions. So how do you organize it? What's kind of your philosophy like? How do you decide? Okay, we're going to cover this, this, and this, um, and that's all the manpower we've got. Everything mm -hmm. else has to be just sent in. It's short. It's sort of, um, I guess, depends on the time of year. You know, right now is a great example because the last three weeks are the busiest three weeks that we have of the entire sports year. Just because there are so many basketball teams in the Ozarks, so you just have that many more teams playing as opposed to football season, only about a third of the schools in the viewing area actually have football teams. And then even when you get into baseball season, there aren't as many of those teams as there mm -hmm. are basketball teams that are going to advance in the playoffs. So mm -hmm. this is a great time of year to, to kind of break this down. And then once we kind of determine what the sports are that we're going to cover, it really comes down to what what's gonna be something we can get to. You know, as much as we would love to drive five hours to the very most northern part of the state to get a state quarterfinal game, if that's the only thing we can do by driving up there, it's just not gonna work for us if we can go an hour to the east and get two or three games. And so unfortunately, sometimes it just comes down to where games are located. And then there's also the importance level. Um, state championship games like Fairgrove and El Dorado Springs the other day are going to be more important than a state quarterfinal game, you know, in, in our eyes and in the eyes of how we present things to our viewers. Because if a team has a chance to capture a state championship, that goes above and beyond a district championship or a state quarterfinal. And so we go kind of from there and work our way down. And then, you know, the, the semifinals, the quarterfinals, the district championships kind of in that order. Um, so if there's something that's just a regular season game at the time, right. as much as we'd love to include that, if we have to pick where our resources are going to go, it's going to go somewhere where a team might be lifting up a trophy at the end of the game. So, Especially a team in your viewing area. Especially the teams in the right. viewing area. I mean, that's really what we're focused yeah. on. Because there's a lot of teams that, that do win state right down here in Springfield in the mm -hmm. last few years, the Show Me Showdown, that aren't in the viewing area. And we don't have time to fit them in our show even if we wanted to. Right. So we have to focus on the teams that we can, the teams that we cover, and the communities that we serve. Right. All right. So, Chris, you were at the class one, two, and three, and you got to see some of those games. Anything stick out to you? Just a general thought about this past weekend? Uh, well, I think what, what we all talk about in, in the office is just the excitement level, the energy that we see at these mm -hmm. games. You start with the class one, and these are really tiny towns, and they just it feels like the entire town is there. Right. And that's a lot of fun. Uh, no lights know. are on in Meadville, or no lights yeah, exactly. are on in Chadwick. Yeah, Chadwick. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was great. You know, so. I really love that stuff. One of the things that was really cool, you know, class three, I, the story I worked on today was we, the, the top three teams that finished, you know, there were, there were four obviously in the final four, but the top three, first, second, third place, all from the Ozarks, and they all had a connection where they had coaches from the Skyline program. Right. Who had, that right. played for Skyline. The town of Urbana is around 400 people, and they just have this huge reach. At the same time, Drury is uh, led by Kaylee Mitz Holt, who graduated from Skyline. Right. And this is a small community. And so uh, we, we were tipped off about that in an email and we're like, okay, like, let's, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's go talk to these people. So today was a fun day for me to go around and do that. Um, and I just love seeing what it takes to kind of put, if you, you don't have a huge population base to, to draw from. So how do you consistently have these good teams and really good players? And uh, so today for me, it was about finding out some more information about how that works in Skyline and 
<laughs> I went over there and there. I was like, okay, so where's, I figured there was like gonna be a gym in Urbana where, the, or not, not a gym, but like a court outside someplace. Like there isn't one, it's just here, the one in the school. <laughs> this one right here, the one that you see on game day. I'm like, wow, so people just come here. But I mean, when you love a sport and it's like a big part of the community, that's that's a you know so much of what you need and they have that. So it was just so much fun. We love the energy and, and being able to cover it is just, it's, it's what makes this job fun. It is a lot of fun. Kevin Cheek is a secret in case you didn't figure that out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Kevin Cheek, his wife was my assistant for a while and mm -hmm. I have always been so impressed with the way he coaches and develops a youth program there. Um, Russell Beck is a great youth mm -hmm. coach for him and, and they learn the language. They learn the plays from third grade all the way through um, and it's amazing to me. And one of the fun facts that I learned about Kevin Cheek is that any player that played four years for him has been to the Final Four in the last 24 years. Any player that's played for him for four years has, has had a Final Four experience. That's insane. I mean, yes. that, you know, that is... He didn't tell me that today when I interviewed him. Yes, yeah. he's, well, too he's too <laughs> humble. He's too humble. Yes, he is too humble. Um, I've got other stories on him, but they probably can't go on air. So. <laughs> Just kidding. No, he's a wonderful role model, and he's a great um, person, and I, I really think the world of him and what he's done with that program, for sure. Um, so so anything to add on the class one, two, three, Chris, because you were there? It, it was just a really great to take it all in. It's the last year in Springfield, so I was really kind of like taking it all in, everybody having it at the home court and the real um, town support that yeah. we had around here and just the great games and how incredible we are at class three girls basketball. I mean, <laughs> at two years in a row, I mean, Eldo and Strafford were the two best teams last year. They unfortunately met in the semis, and then this year we had three of the top four. And, um, just a real appreciation of the quality of basketball yeah. that we are producing here in the U.S. That's pretty cool. And class four or five, six, it's going to have some pretty great games as well. Yeah, I mean, you look at Kickapoo. Uh, that, that's the first one that sticks out for me, the Kickapoo boys, and what they've done through this year. I was at that Nixa game that they had earlier in the year. They had a slow start. They come back, uh, gave up the lead late. They got the lead in the fourth. They were, you know, Nixa made like eight threes in the first quarter. Huge lead. Kale Combs had a great game. Nixa comes all the way back. Um, you look at what they did at the Tournament of Champions, um, where they really didn't play their best. And Mitch McHenry came out after probably 25 minutes talking to his team and said, I just had a really big talk with my team in that locker room. I'm sorry to keep you guys waiting. But we talked about pretty much their identity and what he wants. Like, what are we as a team? Who are we as kids and men? What, are, what, are, what do we want this season to be with this great group of seniors? And then they come out, they win the hard district, and then they get to the Final Four. So to see that whole thing transpire this year has been interesting. It's yeah. been fun. Um, and it's been, it's been cool to see. So I'm looking forward to seeing them this weekend. And then also uh, what they're doing in West Plains is incredible with right. Scott Womack coming back. You know, him, him re I asked him the question, like, how's your retirement year going yes. back to the Final Four? Yeah. <laughs> which, which is right? sort of ironic yeah. and cool. Um, and for West Plains to do that this year with that group of girls after Ashton Judd leaves. Um, you could see how much they wanted to do this this year because everybody thought, you know, Ashton Judd left. Right. Who are you and what right. can you do? Kind of like Reese Shaw leaving, um, yeah. you know, leaving El Dorado Eldo. Springs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Same thing. So Same true, thing. so true. So some great games coming up this weekend as well. All right, we're going to take our next break. I want to thank Highland Dairy for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett, as they support local and thoughtful radio. We'll be right back here on A Coach's Perspective. I have the Ozone Sports team here, Mark Spillane, Jacob Sersosimo, Chris Ninehouse, and Chris Parker. We'll be right back here on A Coach's Perspective.
welcome back to a, a coach's perspective. This segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar. They know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, and they definitely know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I've been one of them for over 25 years. Give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call. They will take care of you. 417-326-7671. Also, thank you to West Logging. Go to westlogging.com or on Facebook, find Danny West for a free consultation. He's gonna treat your land like his own. And we wanna thank Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance also sponsoring this segment. I am back here with the Ozone Sports team and I'm very excited to have these guys here and, and Mark Jacob and, and Chris Ninehouse, Chris Parker. I'm going to have to, um, you know, I got to dive into a little bit deeper. You guys have ha see all kinds of, of different um, levels of sports and small towns and bigger towns. Um, you know, tell me a little bit, does any of you, do you have a favorite story that you have um, been able to tell here in the Ozarks? I'll I think there, you, there are two for me. Um, one of them is, uh, was about uh, a young man who lives in Dora. His name's Damon Emery. Uh, he has Down syndrome. He's, now he's probably 11 or 12. I think he was eight or nine when I met him a few years ago. And he was and probably still is the biggest Dora Falcon superfan in the world. So when Isaac Haney was there and they won state with uh, Isaac as their best player, Damon was at all their games. And so he would come to Springfield and stuff too to see all their games. And I got to do a story, uh, actually did two stories with, with Damon about being a super fan. And then um, there was actually another story was a follow-up to, to that first one where one of the other players on uh, Dora's team lost his dad in a car accident. And that player's mom was Damon's aide at school. And she talked about how Damon was the person that helped her get through losing her husband. And Damon is just, he's such a cool little guy. So that's, that's one of them. And the other one would be um, uh, a young man in Marshfield um, who I believe his last name is, is Young, or that might be his mom's name. I'm having a hard time remembering his last name. His first name is Ethan. And, um, and he's autistic and he was like a Marshfield super fan. Uh, when he was in high school, he was there to see the girls manager for the girls basketball team. And the coolest thing happened when, um, the COVID, you know, the COVID um, problems came in and just kind of wiped out that season a few years ago. That was his senior year. So that was like kind of the end of it for him, end of it for them, a bunch of seniors on the team. Well, they went ahead and they bought him a varsity jacket. The girls all pulled their money together to buy, to buy him a varsity jacket and they put team manager on the back and all this stuff. Um, and then they gave it to him as a gift and then everybody drove by his house and he was standing out on the front lawn wearing his jacket, waving to everybody in the town that went by. Um, and so that that was probably the other one. So those two guys, I, I'll always remember the two of them and their families for being able to you know chat with them and kind of share their stories. Those are probably, I would have to pick those two things as my number one. Those are great stories. Can you top that? <laughs> those are great stories. <laughs> I, I love that. Or it could be just a general sense, like I love Friday night football culture or oh, whatever you want. Um, but just a snapshot of what you what you like covering. Well, I'm lucky enough that I get to go to the game of the week. And oh, so yeah. I love going to the game of the week because I get to spend a whole night there, right? Mm -hmm. I, get, I get there at four when the gates aren't open and I see the whole progression of when, you know, sometimes they turn the lights out on me when we do my yeah. live shot at 10 o'clock. So, yeah. so Plains. Yeah, yeah, that did and happen in West Plains. Yeah, that did happen in West Plains. <laughs> and we have some fun with it on air as well. Uh, but I love Friday Night Lights just because 
of the entire atmosphere and I get to be a part of it like yeah. the entire way. I get to talk to the coach before the game, see how he feels before the game, and then after the game I get to talk to the winning coach to kind of pull that all together. But I think my favorite story, one I, I, I did it very recently. It was a Margot Price story out of Glendale. Um, you know, this girl that swims at Glendale gets leukemia and she can't swim for months, right? Takes her out for kind of the whole summer uh, and chemotherapy goes great. Um, she goes to St. Jude's, she, you know, she goes, gets in remission very fast, but her body takes a little bit longer to recover. She wants to be back for Glendale swim season. She gets back in November uh, that week and, you know, even coach Steve Boyce says, you know, she was weak, like she was really weak. And when I interviewed her, it was January and she was leading the swim line. Like she was oh, wow. leading everybody in practice, right? right. And so, so in my head, I'm like watching this practice and Steve Boyce told me this too, but I'm like, I cannot believe that a less than a year ago she had leukemia, right. right? And she went through chemotherapy and, you know, spent seven months getting back and now she's pretty much out swimming, you know, everybody in her lane and all that stuff. So. Uh, that was one of the cooler stories. I went to their house and I got to talk to her mom and her sister and then I sat down nice. with her and talked to her sister and got to tell that story and how she was back at full strength. And right before we ran it, they were like, she got, you know, she got her times that she needs to qualify for state. Awesome. And so like she was, you know, in the top percentage of fastest in the state at that time. So uh, just to see the whole progression and talk about where she was to where she came or like where, yeah. where she got to and then to be able to sit down with the family and hmm. you know talk to her mom about it and kind of revisit those times that aren't the easiest to talk about but they talked to it, they talked about it with me so I could share the story and then to talk to Margo it was I talked to I literally That's talked cool. to Mark about it for like 2 weeks I was like <laughs> I, I was like I can't believe you know I'm so grateful that Margo sat down to talk to it talk That's with awesome. me about it and then for her to have a great swim season right. so what was, an inspiration it awesome. yeah it was it was really cool to see and it was one of my favorite stories, and I'll, I'll remember it for sure. That's wonderful. Nice. All right, Chris, Ninehouse. Um, these guys know my favorite one. The one, the one <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. like, the way it came together is, is maybe the reason I love it as much as I do, because it started, like, Mark, Mark I think, sent me, I think you had told me, hey, when you go cover this Mount Vernon football game, uh, they're doing a neon out. They're, they're trying to brighten a former a player's day who had a – had a heart tra or transplant or had a, a heart issue. Yeah. And so we went there. So you told me about that. And we, we just go, we just did a quick story on it before the game. And then, you know, but then it just grows legs from there. Cause like two, was it two weeks later or something? We went back. And so I get Preston Hardiman's his name, the player from Mount Vernon, get his number. And like, Hey, like, would you be up for doing an interview? Cause we had just also heard at the game right before the game, I guess they got, he got a heart like a day or two before that. And so we were just like, okay, now it's a different story. Like, he needed one, now he's got one. And so he was able to do the Zoom interview. And, you know, I do the Zoom interview with him, and it's just, obviously it's incredible to hear him talk. But then, like, I see someone sitting in the corner, like, oh, who's that? Like, oh, that's my dad. And so we interview his dad, and, like, as you know, when, when you get the father's perspective of what it's like to, like, go through watching your son, you know, almost die. And, and then you hear all this stuff about how, like, the coach literally sat him down and if he hadn't sat him down, the doctors say he would have died. His, his heart would have exploded, wow. you know? And it's like, oh my God, I mean, like just the, the layers, you know, you start with one little thing and that's what can happen in this business. You start with one little piece and it's like, you, you keep, I don't know what the metaphor would be, but like pull the sweater, pull the string, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More, like yeah. right. and it just was such a cool story. I was so happy for him. And, um, you know, we just told it from dad's perspective and it was, it was just, 
so cool that it had a happy ending and just it's nice it's nice when a story it's comes nice. together like that yes so. and has a happy ending like you yeah. said yes mm -hmm. what about you chris oh i've been said I've, I've been here a little bit longer than all these guys so my perspective on this is probably a little bit different and there's been tons of feature stories all those stand out to me and there's many more that have stood out throughout the years but I, for a specific event following Jurymen's National Championship 10 years ago, oh, yeah. was a, I was in Louisville for it. Um, and then that was the year that they played the National Championship in Atlanta. And I'm from just outside of Wichita. And that was the year that Wichita State played Louisville in the Final Four. So yeah. I got to be there for that game um, as a part of it. And that was like Rick Pitino was coaching. That was the year Kevin Ware broke his leg. Um, and they played them, and I've got a, I've got a wide photo where you can see the tip off. And you got Rick Pitino and Greg Marshall, but in the background you see like Bill Russell and all these famous people sitting in the crowds. And then the next day we covered the great comeback. Uh, but the things that as you were as they were talking, I was trying to think and watching watching dynasties develop, watching athletes develop. It's not a single flashpoint. Watching the Crane girls do what they did, watching Haley Frank and Kaylee Frank and Steve Frank together win four. Um, something like Derek Link, the Sparta head coach. Mm -hmm. When I got here, he was a one awards back when we did a high school award show. He was a one awards <laughs> nominee for baseball. He's one of our top four baseball players as a high school. And so I followed I followed the last part of his high school career, then he went through college and now he's like five or six years into coaching on his second job leading Sparta <laughs> wow. to amazing things. Uh, I, I we were talking about Kaylee DeMitz Holt. I remember her first pink and white with Skyline this little freshman girl just throwing her body everywhere willing yeah. them to victory and she just finished up her career here at jury so that there's a lot yeah. <laughs> over it and uh, I, I just like enjoy, that. I've enjoyed just watching as the people we cover you know grow mature go on to bigger and better things the progression mm -hmm. of of a lot of those success stories is a lot of fun i mean you can see so much you can you can almost point any direction and get a story of of perseverance and something that will warm your heart um so l let me let me um pivot if you will so you've got all these wonderful experiences that have to fuel your soul if you if you don't mind me getting a little mushy <laughs> right so these um they're mo very motivating you get to cover a lot of what's going on you know on the field or on the court um but then, you know, sometimes there are people out there that um, that criticize, right? They criticize broadcasters. So how do you handle criticism? Like athletes get criticized. Coaches get criticized. I'm pretty confident officials get criticized. <laughs> so every once in a while, broadcasters get criticized. How do you handle that um, in, your, <laughs> in your profession? Because, like I said, you can't make everybody happy. I was, you know, I think you all do a <laughs> tremendous job. How do you handle that? Why are you guys looking at me? We <laughs> <laughs> cannot wait to hear the jump I can't wait. I don't know why they're looking at me. Um, this is Mark speaking, I, by the way. <laughs> I'll be very honest. I feel like we do a pretty darn good job. Yes. I think we cover everything about as well as you possibly can. Um, I think our coverage is the best in the area. And I think that's, I think that's proven out by the type of coverage and the amount of coverage. Granted, you can't do everything all the time. And oftentimes, on, from the outside looking in, people have a tendency to only think about one thing, whatever it is that they're interested in. And so that's the only thing that they're thinking about. And so sometimes the perception is, well, if they're not talking about that, then they're doing a horrible job. When in reality, it's not that we're not, we're not talking about it because we're trying to ignore it it's because we have 4,000 other things we're also talking about you know we have 
we have Missouri State, of course. Then we have two D2 teams in our viewing area. We have Evangel as an NAIA. We have two NCCAA colleges. And we have about 250 high schools. And that's in addition to trying to pay attention to the Chiefs, Cardinals, Royals, Blues, sometimes you know NASCAR, Sporting KC, St. Louis City, whatever it might be. There's a lot of stuff to try to fit into a four-minute sportscast each night. And you don't get very much wiggle room. You know, I could go to our producers and get an extra 30 seconds, but that only gets you so far. So my response to people is to please bear in mind that there are a limited number of hours in the day and there are a limited number of resources. And it's for the most part, it's the four people sitting right here in front of you. We do get help from our freelancers. We get help from some photographers for sure. But for the most part, it's the four people that are right here. And these guys over here are hourly employees. So if I ask them to do 10 hours of overtime, I get a visit from my boss because they're doing too much overtime, right? So even if they wanted to, and if I asked them to do that, they would do it, but they're not allowed to. And at some point I have to go home too, or my wife starts complaining, right? Because <laughs> Parker knows about that as well. He's got two young kids. So there's also, there, there's also the element of your, your personal life sure. that comes into it. And so sure. what I always try to ask people to remember is that we are doing the best we can with the resources that we have. Um, and if you do message me via email or Facebook with a criticism, if you're not paying attention, I will let you know. <laughs> I, it's just kind of the way I'm wired. If you tell me that we didn't talk about something and we literally talked about it yesterday on TV, yeah. I will tell you we talked about it yesterday on TV. I'll be very polite to you in the process. <laughs> yeah. But I but, won't let but these good guys for be you. criticized. Well, yes. I just don't want these guys to be criticized yeah. for their hard work. Sure. Because it's just not fair. So that's kind of the way I feel about it. Um, I love that. It's, it can be frustrating at times. It really can be. I did not know that's where that question was. I thought it was, you get criticized for being on TV. Uh, I, that's I'm pretty why I, lucky I've never really had anybody yeah, yeah. about me on yeah. TV. <laughs> yeah. No, I think just sometimes, you know, there's going to be the those people out there that really have nothing else to do but to try to find some chinks in somebody's armor. And so, yeah. um, and how, how do you handle that? I mean, sometimes that's all you hear. All you hear is criticize, yeah. criticize, criticize. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh, I mean, no, because we won't necessarily get a good, uh, an email telling us how much we, they like our show. We'll only get it if there's like one yeah. thing, you know? So that's, and that's a lot of jobs, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's no different in this business. So. Yeah, I, th I think, I think when it comes down to it, I, I had a mentor or I had an internship and kind of turned into a mentor a little bit that once told me, uh, the most important opinion is the one. These guys are the most important opinion to me. Right. Right. Like if I have a viewer write in that says, you know, something wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Your hair's off or you said something. In Who a could sentence. say that? Really? Yeah, yeah. Let's go there. Who could <laughs> say that? In the <laughs> but I, I think I, I've always had the I've always had the it's, coverage wise anything. I've always had the mentality that the most important opinion is Mark's for sure, because, mm -hmm. you know, he's he's the sports director and Chris has been in the biz for a while. Um, and then sport and then the news director and stuff. So I, I try to keep it right there. Right. You know? Yeah. And oftentimes the behavior of someone that is criticizing is really a reflection on them, not you. Um, mm -hmm. and they, they have to own well, it in a weird way. It kind of feels like a compliment because yeah. I feel like we do try to set the bar really high to the point where somebody yeah. would be frustrated if they didn't see us on there because we do cover so much. I, I feel like it could be kind of ironic almost. Yeah. Like some of the stuff we hear, it's like, it's wow, you idea. really think that we would have gotten to a swim meet three hours away, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, that's because sometimes we have gone three hours for something. <laughs> yeah. You know? right. like, yeah. I mean, so it's kind of like, I mean, it's like, it's like that phrase, uh, 
Mark, fellow Yankee fan of mine, uh, just like me, like like they don't boo nobodies, you know. Like, I mean, that's kind of the thing. Like in a way, if they if they if they're complaining because they're watching, so that's yeah. good. That's a T-shirt too. That can go on yeah. the back. Of, we celebrate <laughs> sports. We don't boo nobodies. I thought it was an A Rod. I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah cause he got, I want yeah. that T-shirt will, too. When say, you order T-shirts, I, I want that. I will say too that yeah. I mean we get. We get way more compliments about our coverage than we do criticisms. Oh, I, I um, believe that. The criticisms definitely stick with you more, for mm-hmm. sure. But just like even this past weekend, I was at the Fairgrove Eldo game, and I had way more people come up to me and say they appreciate what we do than people say That's anything true. about you know, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. So Great point. that is worth noting as well. I but guess I just think about emails, you know? Yeah. Emails are different, yeah. yeah. No, it's that screen, it's that barrier. Yeah, right. exactly. That's right. right. say anything behind a screen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So what is your favorite part about being um, a part of this team specifically? I mean, what is, what is it about working with, with Mark or with Chris or Chris or Jacob that you enjoy? Um, this, the dynamics of this team, what would you say is probably your favorite part? I'll start, I'll start with Jacob. No, I was just going to say, if you can't tell, we get along pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like we do. That helps. Yeah, you can start with with Chris though. All right, Chris. Uh, the the biggest thing is is the desire and the passion to do the job. Yeah. I there's I've worked with like I said I've worked with a lot of people um, in this business. I mean both here and in my old station, 16 years in, and a lot of times sometimes you get people that don't understand what it takes to do the job and do it well. Right. Um, and sports happen at night, and you make a lot of sacrifices and the willingness to give up the time with your family or your personal lives or, I mean, Chris works every Saturday, Sunday, Nine House. Uh, and so his, his off days are like third, middle of the week kind of thing. And that's something he's willing to do for this job and to be in this job. And they've all been doing, have done that. And uh, that everybody pulling in the same direction and for the good of coverage in the Ozarks kind of thing. That's nice. Can I steer this a little bit of a different direction and give Chris Parker some some much needed love sure. because please everybody mm. <laughs> in the ozarks knows who chris parker is they just don't realize it because he'll go to a game and take pictures and then he's out of there he sneaks out without saying anything to anybody <laughs> but if they've gone on the ozone website and looked at any photos or any article they're seeing chris parker's work on a day-to-day <laughs> basis so it's funny because him and i you know in the past especially under my old schedule which is now chris ninehouse's schedule we would travel to games together and we'd be walking out and people would be you know waving to me ky3 yada yada and he's standing right next to me and i'm like they all know who you are. They just don't realize it's you. So, because uh, he does, you know, just That's as good. much work as everybody else. So it's just not seen because he's not on the air. But you know, without his coordination for the Ozone website specifically, I mean, none of that stuff would be there, and all the coverage wouldn't exist. So, yeah. I'm I'm gonna just leave it at that. For are you my absorbing answer. that compliment? <laughs> I do this every time I'm on the radio <laughs> yeah, yeah. because he won't compliment himself, so right. I'm doing it for him. No, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate. We that. actually want to do a prank sometime where maybe we get a bunch of kids to run up to Parker and be like, "Where's Parker?" <laughs> <laughs> so no, he'll say no. And walk away. <laughs> he'll, say, he'll say no and move on. So there's another T-shirt, Chris Parker's fan club. Yeah, you can yeah, wear legit. that next time <laughs> you go out. I should have a shirt that says, "I'm with Chris Parker." <laughs> right? <laughs> this is it. Yeah. Um, I, I think. I think it's the, I call it the coffee test, right? Like uh, a lot of people can be really good at their jobs, but if you can't go get a cup of coffee with somebody, right? In the morning or have a good conversation with them or relate to them, um, it's, it's can be hard to work in that environment. Um, I relate it to, you know, being in an NFL locker room. We always hear about, you know, there's always some people in the locker room. They're not good locker room guys. So that even though they're really, really good, 
they're not making that 30 million. They're making, you know, one or two and they keep getting traded. Right. Um, and I, this group, we can do that. Right. Like we can go get a cup of coffee in the morning, us four. And yeah. there's not a light, there's not a light moment in there. I, I mean, me and Chris and I now, we work Saturdays together, just right. us two. And um, we, <laughs> we get along great and have a great time on Saturdays. Yeah. And during the week, I'm with Mark and, you know, Chris Parker and I went to Warrensburg for a couple couple days, stayed overnight. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So like, yes. but like don't go down that road. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. But like, but like that's that's what we that's what we can do, and I think that's important to have a like a group like this, yes. right? Just have a group yes. that can get along well, and you know, put work aside at times just to have conversations, or that makes your work even better when work's there and you can have good conversation as well. So I think, and we're we're honest with each other, which I think is important, right? Like if. I, I told Mark from the get-go, if there's something you don't like that I do, tell me immediately because yeah. I want to change that. And I, 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 you know, Chris talks about it, and there's, if I'm writing a story yeah. and I'm like, can I do anything better, please tell me. And uh, they're the same way, which I think helps this dynamic. That's why you're a good team. Yeah, you're coachable. Yeah, it helps us a lot. And we are very yeah. lucky to have someone like Mark who actually, I mean, he has been a part of KY3, what was it, five years now, four yeah, years? Yeah, five. five yeah, years. and... You know he can, he puts us in positions to succeed, mm-hmm. and so that's why we're we're really lucky. It, it's you know it's tough to come in here and and learn about the Ozarks. And Mark has you can just tell from the minute he's been here, he's made it his job to know this stuff. And and obviously he just to echo what he said about Parker. Parker has so much experience here, having been here ten plus years, um, whatever the number is. I know that you know Mark puts us in a great position, and I will tell you my favorite times. Our Friday nights when the four of us, <laughs> and it's probably about nine nine thirty when we come in and we were putting it together for the ten, and that's fun. That's the only time really the four of us are together for the most yeah. part. And that's during non-football season. Yeah, during football season, Jacob is. That's right. Lord knows. Yeah. What. I, I guess I'm thinking of after, like yeah. when, when Jacob will it's get back after like the show. It's usually like 1.15 in the morning. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. When we're posting on the video. We're, yeah. we're, we're finishing our work for that the night. That could be its own show. It would be, <laughs> yeah. be on KY3. But no, yes. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Those are fun times, uh, yeah. It, and, it does help. He talked about Mark doing that well. I, I think it helps. Like I'm, I'm technically the lowest guy on the totem pole here right? like I'm, yeah. I'm the sports like when it comes to it's always everybody's not, got a role yeah yeah you know? when it comes to the hierarchy but like my voice i feel like is still heard which is yeah, important right like is. it's not like mark doesn't treat the sports director role as like i'm the boss listen like well we do listen to him but like <laughs> i'm the boss do exactly what i tell right. you to do like when it's a team when, yeah when when he talks about stories there's you know there's a conversation there instead yeah. of like do this at this time do this and this is what you're doing you know yeah. so i think that helps a lot he might be the lowest man that totem pole he's got, he's got the best jawline look at that thing by his hairline yeah, right. exactly. he's thing. got it toned down today <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and of course my next comment is there's no shortage of a sense of humor with this group no, right no, there's not. it's like you, this every day you can't take yourselves too seriously either i'd say you yeah. probably help keep each other grounded and humble i yeah. just really want jacob yeah. to be jimmy neutron for well i i am so thrilled that you all were able to to get together um i wish this was a longer show i only get one hour a week i'm not ned reynolds i don't get a two-hour daily show but i i really appreciate the four of you sitting down with me and letting us get to know you a little bit better and i i thank you for everything that you do i mean you guys are always working and it's so impressive 
um, how much sports coverage you give us here Thank in you. the Ozarks. Thank oh, you. This is awesome. It is so, awesome to get a coach's perspective. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's Chris Ninehouse, everybody. with the one line. Put that in promo sometimes. Yeah. That was really good. That was really good. We're going to have a whole t-shirt line by the time this hour is over. But Mark Spillane um, and Jacob Sersosimo and Chris Ninehouse and Chris Parker, thank you for joining us on Coach's Perspective. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're going to move into our post-game talk, and our post-game talk is sponsored by Story Construction. Go to story, S-T-O-R-E-E dot com for more information. Don't forget to go to a coachesperspective.com for show lineups, previous shows, and more information. You can subscribe, and you'll be added into a cash drawing from Great Southern mm-hmm. Bank. So also you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Next week, oh, back by popular demand, the officials panel. So we will have a panel of officials. Send in your questions to a coachesperspective.com. Perspective.com. Eddie Duggar, John Sterling, Tim Bishop, and Kelly Holt will be joining us. And um, one of them teed me up. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So it is going to be uh, send in your questions to a coach's perspective at gmail.com. All right, so now for our post-game talk. Whew. My guests are on the road. They're out in the arenas and the stadium. They're in, they're editing, they're on the set. They do it all to cover and bring sports news to our community. I love the multitasking and I love the passion that they have for using sports as a platform to show off our community's talent. It takes a lot of effort to do what they do and it's not for the money, it's not for the fame, it is in the name of sports and what sports do for our society. My challenge for you this week is to think about what you can do to make an impact somewhere in your life where you can give your time, where you can give your effort without expecting anything in return. Give, give, and give, and do not expect returns. But if you give enough, you cannot avoid the returns, and they are always sweeter than anything you will expect. That is how champions do it. And I'm going to remind you, as I do each and every week, be a good human and live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been A Coach's Perspective.